Welcome to the Sports and Torts Podcast, your go-to podcast for entertaining conversations on sports, law, and business. This podcast is powered by the J. Stein Law Firm, a personal injury law firm in Atlanta, Georgia. And now, here is your host, Joshua Stein. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sports and Torts Party. My name is Joshua Stein, and once again, I am super excited to bring you this next episode. Remember, you can always find old episodes at sportsandtorts.com and find information on my law firm at jsteinlawfirm.com. We have another great episode today with two fantastic guests. We have Josh Berry. We have Ovi Mahaley in the house. Uh, I have known Josh since my days in Athens. And the fact that I like his first name outweighs the fact <laughs> that he is a fan of Clemson and of the Washington football team, Commanders, Redskins. I'll let him tell me who we're going to refer to them as. But he's a good dude, and I'm happy to call him my friend. I've recently met Ovi uh, through a connection with Josh and pumped to have him today. For those one or two of you out there who don't know who Ovi is, uh, he is a former NFL fullback. He is a two-time pro bowler. He is an Atlanta Falcons legend, and he currently works as a medical consultant and has his own foundation. And above else, he is also one hell of a good dude. Guys, what's up? How are we doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Thank Doing you for having good. us. Glad to have you all here. We've got some wings. I got them from Clay's, which it's always the big debate in Atlanta where the best wings come from. I'm a Clay's guy. How about y'all? This is Clay's? This is Clay's. This is pretty good. This is like, you know, top five in Atlanta, easily. Josh, where do you fall? I like Clay's, but I think I'm going to have to go $3. I mean, it's close. Really? These are a little bit bigger. These are bigger than $3. Yeah, these are meatier. But $3 is just, I Flavors mean. Flavors are good. Three dollars consistent though, man. Three dollars. I've never. I've been saying Clay's is a close second. There's no. There's no wrong answer with wings when you talk about those two places. So enjoying them. Let's let's get right to it, guys. It's football season, which we're all thrilled about. Uh, Ov, we're recording this September 13th. Me and you and Josh were texting on Sunday. You were down at the Falcons game. Had great seats. What the hell happened out there? <laughs> Talk to me, man. Why does this keep happening to us? Dude, it's funny because um, when I retired in 2012, I went straight into radio. I worked with 1990 Game, worked with 680 The Fan. Then I worked with the ACC Network, and then I worked with uh, uh, CBS, Fox. I was a TV sports analyst guy. Recently, I've uh, gotten more into the medical sales world, but I still have my own podcast, uh, Believe in Falcons, B-L-E-A-V in Falcons. Uh, and we talk about this all the time. And all last year, it was like the here we go again syndrome, the here we go again syndrome. And I said, not this year, not this time. This is a new Falcons team. We got a new quarterback. We have a new spirit, a new you know purpose. I was so excited. Uh, uh, I was there with my boy Michael Turner. We used to uh, you know run rampant on the NFL or NFC South and the whole NFC. And we were just talking about this team is going to be good this year because the first half – Mariota was doing things that the old Mariota used to do. He looked really, really good. So good. And it was fun watching, and I, I'm a Matt Ryan fan, we'll talk about that in a minute, but yeah. it was fun watching a different style of it offense was. and a different element you to the game. You mean a quarterback that can actually run out of the pocket and, and run? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Know? Correct. That's Not right. like a deer in the headlights? That's yes. right. Yes. And, and uh, um, Matt Ryan's my boy, but when he scrambled, it was like a baby giraffe. It was, <laughs> it was just like you were just worried that he was going to have one of his legs uh, just get popped. And so I'm like, please, Matt, go down. Go down, Matt. How was the atmosphere down there? I mean, you're, you're excited. Everybody's excited about the season. What was it like down there? It was good. It was good. It, it wasn't as 
good as I expected. Um, I went to the preseason game, the last or the only home preseason game with my family because uh, tickets were cheaper and everyone wanted to go. Uh, then I went to the regular season game and I thought it'd be like every seat filled. There was a lot of empty seats still. I think fans, you know, excited about the Saints, but they still realize this is not a Super Bowl or even playoff team. But they were surprised. They were cheering hard, and a lot of the fans were Saints fans, but it was a good atmosphere. Yeah, it, lo- it looked good on TV. The other thing that, that we're doing is actually showing up on a day where Josh can come in and gloat about his team winning. God. So before we before we talk about your team, just tell us one time, do we refer to them as the Redskins, the Washington football team, the Commanders? Please set us straight on who they are right now. You know, tech. I mean, they're all horrible names, but I mean, <laughs> I'll just say, look, just for, for argument's sake, why don't we just, we'll just go with the Redskins. How about that? Hey. You know, I mean, yeah. we'll just say the Redskins. I mean, they, you know, I mean, hopefully that doesn't offend anybody. But It will, Josh. You know. uh, this is 2022. <laughs> yeah, some, some we're going to offend some. Yeah, we're gonna, I hope you don't get canceled for this. <laughs> um, but uh, how about this? We'll refer to the Washington football team. Football team. Okay, now, you, got, you guys are friends from growing up in Charleston. I understand you all were born the exact same day. The exact same day? 1980? June 10th? Yeah. I knew the same day, but I know the same year, too. That's insane, well, dude. I mean, we're in the same grade. What did you think? I, 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 it's just two and two. Sometimes <laughs> you don't think it doesn't equal four in, in my book. But that's crazy, Josh. Yeah, yeah. We're like yeah. twins. Yeah, yeah you're, you're twins. Yeah. You look just alike. I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're Dave DeVito. <laughs> we're twins. <laughs> yeah. there you go. Hey, you said it, not me. Uh, now, you, you guys grew up playing sports together. And Ovi, you obviously played professional football. But yes. I understand you played kind of all the sports coming up, right? I did. I, I was the only black guy in my grade from sixth grade on. So it was interesting. But so they they made me do sports I didn't even want to do. They're like, oh, but you should do tennis. I'm like, I'm not good at tennis. Like, yeah, you are. Uh, me and Susanna Royal were doubles tennis champions in middle school. So that was fun. In eighth grade, uh, I did track, did baseball. It was horrible baseball. Um, soccer, a lot of running. I don't know how people run and keep the ball in front of them. It's it's very difficult. I did basketball, and was it was fun until we had a guard, Chucky, from Pinewood Prep, who was the six-foot-six dunking on me. And I'm 6'2", I'm power forward. Me and Josh Kirstein, you know, uh, another good friend of uh, Mr. Barry's over there, we were the uh, Twin Towers, and he was a whole 6'3", I was a 6'2". And it was cool until we actually played real power forwards in high school. Yeah. It was humbling. And so I, I stuck to what I knew, football. What was Mr. Barry's uh, athletic prowess like growing up? <laughs> everything. Uh, wait, we're, everything. we're the trust tree here. You he, can, he, no, no, Josh no. Josh good no, at no, everything. No, no, no. You're, you're into everything, but, I mean, you're good at everything. Um, I, I did not uh, – I think when playing with Ovi, that was probably one of my last years playing when we grew up uh, playing uh, baseball together. I did not like baseball. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, you just you play sports growing up, you know, as a kid and stuff like that. And um, high school, I actually did track. Did you? Yeah. What? what, what uh, um... I, did, uh, I did the uh, two-mile uh, the junior and senior year, yeah. What kind of times you posted in the two mile run? Oh God, I don't even know. They were put it this way. The next day they were still. I was still running, so <laughs> you know. <clears throat> but no, but uh, I put it this way. I was definitely not the first, but I was. I made sure I was not the last. There you either. go. That's, That's important. It. That That's was it. important. So, so, so Ovi, uh, what, what, what is your message to kids about? diversifying themselves in sports because we live in an age now where it's like hyper focused on whatever mm-hmm. sport it is at a young age and I think that the kids and the parents who were forced out are doing a disservice. You played multiple sports growing up. Yep. What is your kind of message or thought process when it comes to not kind of pitching yourself to just one sport? I think you're really doing yourself and your kids a disservice when you just go one sport, that's it all day because you have no idea if you have a natural gift and you and we've all seen players to where 
it seems effortless that they're good at baseball and good at soccer. And unfortunately, for a lot of African-American kids especially, they just go football, basketball, football, basketball, football, basketball. And they can be an amazing baseball player. They can be an amazing soccer player, but it's just not something that they're exposed to. But if you get a chance to, you know, there's even all types of scholarships and programs because, you know, even golf, soccer, these things are expensive. And some of these kids need to find the sport that will allow them to get free tuition in college. Because college tuition is crazy now. But you'll never know what you're good at if you don't try everything. Right, and you, you have to. Josh, when was it that y'all realized that OV was something special at football and had a chance to play at different levels? When he just started, like, I mean, you, I, because I'd go to, you know, see their games too. When you just see them, just him running over people. And it's funny, it's like Ovi was growing at an accelerated rate. Like, you know, muscles seem to just come more naturally to him and stuff like that. And he just, he's just, you know, I mean, like, you know, we're all like a buck 50 and he's like, you know, 200. But, you know, and I went to the rival high school him and he would just run through our, I mean, these little, you know, guys and just run over them. <laughs> they see I mean, that game less schedule like, oh, no, I don't want to yeah. play that one. I think that our the senior year, we, we, we actually didn't play the senior year because my senior, because my school, the night before, schools would go back and forth and kind of prank each other. But I think the, my senior got a lot of hand. Yeah. And they went there and they vandalized their school. I mean, yeah. just, no, 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 I mean, really, like, they were talking about bringing up, if they found whoever it was, they were going to bring up criminal charges. I mean, they vandalated, vandalized their school really badly. But I remember, I heard from one of the football players, their their thing was, they were going to, like, try to chop block Ovi, like, and stuff like really? that. Because Ovi played, you played both sides, I didn't both you? Both sides, yeah. Yeah, so they were going to, that was their thing for to him, take him out. to go for his knees. Like, that's how the coaches instructed him. I was like, gosh, that's a little, yeah. you know, <clears throat> that's a little, I mean, come on. Because, you know, I mean, Ovi was going to play somewhere. I mean, Ovi was, you know, I mean, he's just, I mean, he played in a uh, skiza. And we didn't play in Skis. Skis is the, um, <clears throat> the private school conference in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. But since our schools, even though we played in like a 2 or 3A or something like that, Bishop England, we'd play each other because it was a rivalry game. Yep. And so they would play us out of conference. But, um, I mean, he would still against our school that had so many more students than theirs. He just, I mean, just run right by him and stuff. I've heard, I've heard you say before your parents are doctors. And, yeah. and they didn't really... I mean, you tell me, but like your the idea of you playing football and playing it at a higher level that was that was new to them. No, they were uh, upset that I wanted to play football. I remember I had to I remember like it was yesterday, walking into the uh, gym and having Coach Ricky Tillman show my mother and father, here's a helmet, here are the pads inside the helmet, here are the shoulder pads. They will protect his shoulders. They had to go down and t- explain to them. Why it made sense for their, you know, their prized eldest son, uh, who they want to be a doctor, should be playing this barbaric American sport where he's gonna lose all his brain cells and then not be able to be a physician. And so, after he explained all the ways that I'm protected, he was like, "Your son, quite honestly, is the one who's gonna be dealing out the punishment, and they gonna need protection from him." <laughs> right. I'll tell you that right now, Mr. And Mrs. Haley, Mr. And Mrs. Mahaley. And so, my parents uh, were not about it. Until they realize I can get a scholarship for college, and they still even college. They're like, all right, we'll go to college, but you know, just get ready for your pre. I was pre med in college, just a sports medicine degree, and taking organic chemistry. But they're like, don't even think about NFL. Like, let's let's get the doctor thing ready. So it wasn't until like you know I, I got invited to the Senior Bowl and you know NFL combines. Were like, oh okay, well maybe this will be interesting, but maybe just a year or two, and then we'll see. 
And then it wasn't until I got my, you know, big $18 million deal to play the Falcons. I was like, okay, I got you. I guess football is okay. <laughs> yeah. But they were yeah. fighting it the whole way. <clears throat> so the, you went to Wake Forest, yeah. right? And then from there drafted. So, I mean, just walk us through kind of the, the – the whirlwind life that you lived over those years when you get to college and now you realize you have a chance to play professional football. It was crazy, dude. I'll be honest with you. All right, Josh and Josh. Uh, two Joshes. We, can't, uh, we can be a show here, the two yeah, Joshes. Joshes. Uh, it was something that I wish everyone could experience because it was one of the most terrifying and exciting things at the same time because you knew that, uh, at least my, my senior year in college, every play could be the one that a scout says, I want to draft that guy or I don't think it's for us. And so I had to literally just zone out and forget that the NFL was even a possibility. I just wanted to – I hate losing. So I just wanted to, like, punish and destroy and obliterate anything I touched. And I wanted to catch every ball thrown to me because I was a knock. Oh, he's a great blocker, but he can't catch the ball. I said, says who? You know, I can catch the ball. Prove him. I don't know. I could. I could, Josh. Don't you get all that. Josh, you have good hands? Oh, I have great hands in high school, college, and the pro. But it's just – Easy to say, you're a fullback, you can't catch. Right. And I drop one ball, it is over. Right. Like, oh, he can't catch. But anyways, so in college, um, I had a chance to uh, go to the Senior Bowl. That was really what uh, separated me because I went up against uh, guys from Ohio State and guys from you know Oregon, like, like big-name schools that were in the ACC, and we did a pass-blocking drill. I remember uh, Matt Wilhelm was his name. He's an Ohio State uh, linebacker, and he was talking all this trash and – I, I would um I did this high school and college, I would put a mask on. I would literally get my hand and put a mask on because I was more of a a, a timid, humble dude and I was never the, you know, just guy who's trying to kick butt and talk trash and that mean mother lover. That wasn't me. That wasn't natural. But I had to turn into that person. So I put that mask on and just become the meanest, nastiest, just I don't care who you are, I'm gonna tear you apart guy. And I started calling out Matt Wilhelm because he was talking to me, oh, Wake Forest, who comes from Wake Forest goes to the NFL? A Wake Forest fullback? Who ever heard about a Wake Forest NFL powerhouse? And he was talking to me. I said, come on. Hey, Matt, up front, up front. And so I whooped his ass the first time, <laughs> whooped his ass the second time, and whooped his ass the third time. I said, keep coming. And all the scouts were going crazy. They Went loved through it. his clipboards. They like, loved it. Right, that, that, that's the guy that, we Yeah, that's, that's the guy. And that's so, you know, draft night. Um, I know I wasn't not going first round, but um, I was the number one fullback going to draft by USA Today, and so I'm my agent saying you could go late second, like you are, you know, your power, you got speed, you got all this stuff, and I'm like, oh really? He's like you definitely going third. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm already count my money. I was like, I'm getting broken, <laughs> broken college, not because I, I had to be, but because my parents wouldn't uh, give me anything, and because you're too uh, early for the NIL deals. Yeah, now. Now, too early. That'd be nice, right? So I, I thought that uh, I'd go third round, first round went, second round went, third round went. And they're in the fourth round. I said, all right, I'll put every pick, they're picking me. End of the fourth round, second to last pick, 134th pick, Ravens finally choose me. And I'm like, yes, I'm finally going to the NFL. No, I got to play against Ray Lewis and Peter Boulware and Bart Scott and Ed Hartwell, Adelius Thomas and Ed Reed and, <laughs> you know, and freaking Tony Saragusa and the number one defense in the NFL who just Welcome won the Super Bowl. Welcome to the NFL. I was like, oh, crap. So um, I was excited and not excited at the same time. Yeah, that 2003, that Ravens defense, beast. legendary beast. Oh. And it's like, welcome to the NFL. So they, they won it right before you got right there. Right before right? I got there. So they, I, I missed the ring. I came after the first ring. I left before the second ring. So I got no rings. <laughs> good, good times. Yeah, there you go. Good so, time. Josh, you're a Clemson guy, yeah. which we'll talk about in a minute. OV, Wake Forest guy. When he was playing there, I mean, talk about what your kind of viewing schedule was, allegiances, who you're rooting for. How do you handle all that? Well, when you're born in a 
South Carolina, you basically pick. You you have to pick. You, you pick you pick you pick Carolina or you pick uh, you pick you pick the right side, Clemson. Ah! <clears throat> and so my dad actually went to Carolina. My mom was born in Clemson. Okay, I'm about to say. Oh, my dad has no allegiance either way. <laughs> That's a different story. But anyway, um, but yeah, so you know, you just pick and we we just love Clemson and stuff like that. And I went to France Marion, so we didn't even have, you know, D D two, no football there, anything like that. But I would come up I probably saw more Georgia games in, in college than I did because, you know, I'd visit, you know, obviously, you know, Brian and, uh, and Justin, and I'd see you up there too. So um, speaking of the Georgia games, I don't know if you're at this game. And speaking of the Ravens, I'm going to tie this together right now. Jamal Lewis was the biggest badass yeah. in college I've ever seen in my own team. Oh, he's, he's him, and, actually, him and Cam Newton. I saw Cam Newton like pretty close by playing. Jamal Lewis came in. Peyton Manning was a quarterback at Tennessee. Wow. And they came in. I was a freshman. I, obviously, I'm just in the stands. He ran all over a pretty darn good Georgia team. Yeah. Um, so you were you blocked for him. I man. blocked for Jamal. for I was on the team with him for four years. I was a starting fullback for two years. And uh, I was part of the team where he broke, uh, broke some records, and we were just – it was one of the few instances where my tailback was bigger than me. I was 245, the ball was 250. But he was solid muscle. He's a bad dude. He's so big and moves so fast. Like, I, I would feel bad, like, you know, uh, if, if I do miss a block or the guy shakes me, whatever. And Jamal would just run right over him. He made me look good on several occasions. You mentioned Michael Turner. Uh, my my wife actually taught Jamal Lewis's uh, child. And, oh, wow. Uh, it, all, it all comes full circle here on the podcast. National school, she, uh, she taught him and she taught um. What's that guy that y'all used to have the 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 cornerback that was fly around and helmet to helmet everybody? He'd always get freaking penalties. He went to South Carolina. Guy with the dress. Yeah, he played for the Falcons. Oh, uh, Hall, D'Angelo Hall, Carolina. Dante Robinson. Yes, she taught his kids too. Hey, he was, that's my by the way, one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Dante. Yeah, he used to oh, sit yeah, there and talk to him because he'd come to the school. He had like four or five his kids. Wife four kids is there. trying to get yeah. my wife to be a, a head of the school board. So sure, his wife was head of the school board. There. She There's was nice too, but I mean, but I'll tell you this: he 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 was the nicest guy. Yep, and good player. I mean, that good, guy good though, player. he was just I mean, helmet to helmet, yep. he's out of the game. Yeah, yep. but, you know, <laughs> did, but, but you know what, he did his job because he took out the number one wide receiver on their team too. Win, but uh, w. yeah, but uh, but yeah, that's funny. It comes full circle, but uh. So you had said Michael Turner, you were with him over the weekend. That oh, dude was was bad too. So you're blo- you're blocking for two some- big boys. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jamal Lewis. I loved it that way. Like, I, uh, you know, hats off to work done. I think he's an amazing individual. Uh, did some great things in Tampa and Atlanta, but we weren't a good fit because he was more just a, a jitterbug and a, a scat back, and I was more of a power fullback that needed a power tailback to run behind me. And plus, it was just a rough year because I came in 07 when the, the Mike Vick stuff happened and Bobby Petrino left three games early. And uh, me and Work Done, we had a couple of, uh, you know, uh, uh, tiffs to where he's like, what are you doing? I said, what are you doing? I said, you need to follow me. Like, you need to block better. You need to run better. It was – we were all just so frustrated because we – Just a tough year. We lost like five games in a row, seven games in a row. Did Petrino really just put a handwritten letter outside? I mean – It is something I talk about uh, all the time because never in my life – uh, 10 years in the NFL, that I come to practice and just see a little little note saying, hey, guys, uh, good luck with the season. And, it's outrageous. Uh, I'm going to go uh, to uh, another another team, and you guys uh, wish you all the best. And, uh, he didn't know, even talk to y'all, like sit down with y'all no, or anything? No, no, he just gone. No, I thought they made him come back and speak to the oh, team. Oh, no, no, he didn't, he didn't dare come back because D'Angelo Hall was – was cussing and fussing him well, out. Whooped his ass. John, John Abraham was, was like, you know, the disrespect and, like – 
the whole year was rough because he was trying to treat us like college kids. He was telling us to not talk when we're eating food. He'd have these like crazy, stupid rules, and you know, we'd uh, raise our hands to ask questions. It was just a college system. Maybe it was great uh, Louisville, but it wasn't for the NFL. And then his brother was just a jerk. He was a wide receivers coach, and uh, D'Angelo Hall about to fight him every single time. We, I remember being an offense defensive fight, and uh, who was it? Uh, Jenkins and Roddy trying to keep. Uh, uh, Petrino's brother from going at G. D'Angelo Hall, like, you have no pads on. He's like, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. It was such a dysfunctional place after coming from the Ravens where we got, you know, Jonathan Ogden, Hall of Famer, uh, Deion Sanders, Hall of Famer, Ed Reed, Hall of Famer, all these Hall of Fame, Ray Lewis, of course. And then we had the the, the the crap show that is the Atlanta Falcons in 2007. So it, it was it was rough. You were part of the, the what brought it back though, right? I mean, with Mike Smith, next coach, yeah. you got Matt Ryan coming in. Oh yeah, great. Um, and so you know, for 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 me, let me just tell you, thank you for having some success with the Falcons. Thank I'm a life God. I'm a lifelong Atlanta and lifelong Falcon fan. I'll talk about my shirt in a second. Sorry, and thank you. Um, we've not had many good years. No, get this. I, um, I have a ball in my basement, and I I read. I was like, wait, is this real? I think 2008, 2009, the first back-to-back winning seasons in the Falcons franchise history. That's right. I said, what? That's right. All those years of Mike Vick just dominating in his own way, uh, not winning, but you know, he's just being an amazing mm-hmm. individual. I was like, y'all have had to have had not even playoff, just winning seasons no, we back-to-back. Haven't. No, we haven't. For y'all to have been yo-yoing, good Lord. Yeah. So, I mean, did you grow up watching Falcons games in South, in, in South Carolina or not really? Not really. I mean, we – you know, the funny thing is, is they didn't even put that, – that's the reason I'm a Washington fan. Because when I grew up, they were putting on Washington games because Washington was good. I mean, they weren't the best team, but they were good, and they had a big following. And so, you know, watch them. But they would have some Falcons games on there, you know, just because of the base of where you are, you know, geographically. Um, but, um, I mean, you know, I didn't root – I mean, still to this day, I don't – I don't root against the Falcons, you know. I'm like, I'm, of course, you want the home team to be good. And then, of course, had to root for him when Ovi played for him, you know. Or maybe just root for Ovi. Root for I don't Ovi. know. There you yeah. go. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> but, Ovi, I want to know this, man. Sure. Do you, to try to segue back a little bit, yeah. do you have any crazy stories about you and Dion? Oh, dude. Dude. Oh, my gosh. I am a kid in a candy store because, like everyone else in their right mind who's a football fan, you love Deion Sanders. You 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 just put him on a, a freaking pedestal. I mean, he's prime freaking time. And so there were rumblings uh, my second year in the league that, you know, Deion was going to come back. He'd been retired for a year or two. And he was like, you know, Deion thinks, you know, he can win one more championship with with, uh, with Ray. And Ray's campaign to get him back. I'm like, ah, what happened? It's just a random uh, um, uh, uh, Monday, you know, just getting ready for after. He was like second um, – Second game of the season, he, he just strolls in. Strolls in, sunglasses, strolls in with his chains, dapping everybody up. He said, what's up, Ray? What's up, J.O.? Jonathan Ogden, what's up? Yo, Chris McCallison. And just, and I'm like, my mouth is just on the floor. I'm trying to pick it up. Doing my best job of acting like, yeah, yeah, yeah Dion. 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 No, no big deal. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm all right. Meanwhile, inside, and, and, Inside, crazy. I'm losing it. So I, I, I waited at least, at least a week to ask for an autograph. And so even when I asked for an autograph, it was for my mom. But I had to write my name on it. I was like, my mom wants you to write my this name is, on it. This is for my air quotes mom. Yes. I was like, definitely not for me. I'm, I'm not a fan. I mean, we're teammates. Yeah, we're, we're, we're peers. NFL guys. I mean, right? And so um, my mom was so thankful for him. She made me give him a handwritten thank you note when, when uh, he got me the ball. He signed one for me, one for my mom. 
And um, mom was like, you know, my birthday is next week. You know, I'm, I'm going to be, uh, uh, what is it, 55 years? I forget how like 55 or 60. She's like, um, can you join us for dinner? I'm like, oh, Deion Sanders is not joining us for dinner. And so she said, just ask him. I said, hey, Prime, uh, Mr. Time, uh, Mr. Mr. <laughs> Deion, um, I, um, my mom, as you know, is a, is a huge fan. Uh, we're doing dinner like five minutes down the street from practice, from, from the facility. You mind just stopping by after, after facility is like, I don't know. Oh, I got a lot of things to do. You know, I got, I got five cell phones and I got all these things to do. I was like, I, I'll see if I can do it. You know, I, I'll let you know. And I, I didn't have a cell phone. I walked away. He's like, take my cell. So if I can come, I, I didn't know where you are. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. So I put in, to, to this day, I can show you. Too, I got Deion Sanders' cell phone. I doubt he even uses it. I haven't called him in a minute. Um, but I had a cell phone and I uh, he texted me like, about 20 minutes after practice. We we're going to a restaurant. He said, where you at? Gave him the address. He's like, all right, I, I'll see if I can come through. And before you knew it, um, we're on appetizers. This guy with uh, two big bodyguards and black hoodies and, and Prime, you know, had his black hoodie on. I was like, are we getting robbed? What, what is going on? <laughs> and and he, sits, he sits down. He's like, uh, he's like, oh, do you mind if I sit with you and Mrs. Mahaley? And mom was like, who is this? And I think that's who, who is this? Who is this? And he took out his, his hoodie off. He's like, hey, hey, Mama Mahaley. Like, oh, oh, it is Dion. Oh, my God, it is Dion. She was so excited. And I was so happy I could make that happen for her. And he just sat and talked. He's like, a like we're, like we're talking. Man. He just, like, my mom asked him every question. So how did you become Deion Sanders? What's your best <laughs> game? What's your worst game? You know, that. You know, how's your family? And it was just fun getting to see a real-life celebrity's, like, Life, it'd be a normal life, and um, from there we actually connected. He he invited me onto the uh, he has a Puerto Rico or had a Puerto Rico's guys trip that uh, a lot of the about 20 25 guys would come. Get this, he wouldn't let anybody pay, it was just he wanted to build up black men and have fun in a safe environment. So, for whatever reason, uh, oh, I know why, um, because we both got injured, we were both on the injury reserve at the same time, and so I spent time rehabbing with him for like three months in a row. And that's where I asked him all the questions. You know, he he got to understand my, my struggle to get in the NFL. It was my second year. And I was on IR. And I'm like, man, they gonna cut me. They gonna cut me. They gonna cut me. They couldn't cut me. But the uh, as soon as I got healthy, I'm like, they gonna cut me. And he he did a lot of just real life motivational <clears throat> motivational talks with me to to make me feel like you know I'm worthy. I belong here. And it was like a mental just rewiring that got me to be. You know the guy became, and after we did that, that that off season, hey, oh, I'm gonna have my um my agent reach out to you. Uh, I want you to come to Puerto Rico. I said, Prime, I, I'm making you know thir- second year minimum. I got like three hundred thousand dollars. That's before taxes. I can't come. No, 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 no. He's like, I got you. He's like, I, I pay for the flight, pay for the hotel, pay for everything. I just want you to come because you you a good dude, and uh, I want you to come through. So I was down there. It was insane. From the, the food to the girls to the paparazzi in Puerto Rico prime, to prime the girls. Par- prime can party. It, and, and this is when Prime was still partying. And, and it was fun. So my my greatest Deion, story, Deion Sanders story, I can't even tell you because it was it was that great. But the mom one, I'll, I'll tell you, it was it was awesome. So I, I've had a nice little uh, – I dip my toe into the little celebrity life in the NFL. I'm, I'm usually, you know, humble, laid-back guy, not too, too rah-rah, too wild, but – I had some fun times with Prime. It was fun. I think Prime is going to be a really good head coach. Oh, he's going to be a great head coach. And I think he's about to get a big job. I, it's going to be – and 
I, I, I hate it for Jackson State, but they know that he can't sit there forever. He's going to prove himself, and he has, but he's going to get like a big, big SEC. Well, you know the job, job he wants. We all know the job. Florida State. He wants and Florida they, State, and they're not. They he, just seem happy with the content with what they're. He's got to go someplace first. He's got to go. Georgia they Tech. Want, they maybe. don't want to get egg on their face again from what they did the past few. This guy seems all right now, but I'm just saying for what they did before that, you know, I mean, but you saw what Dion did. He flipped their top guy that was going to go oh, to Florida State. Yeah, he did. Basically the number one, number yep. two player in the nation, flipped them from there to come <clears throat> in Jackson State. Yep. And, you know, the, that guy actually spoke out. He's like, I'm really – I'm getting all this money. Yeah. He goes, I signed one NIL. Oh, Nick, Nick Saban was, was said, trying to talk trash. He signed, he signed two NIL deals, I think he said, for maybe 200000 total. Which, yeah. I mean, still, you know, I mean, you know, great. I mean, you know, these kids are getting paid money for their likeness or, you know, whatever it is technically. But, I mean, like, you know, and, and good for him. But he's like, I'm not getting, like, millions of dollars no. like you say it, I it, am. It's irresponsible for a head coach Nick Saban's caliber to even insinuate that because – what people, what he says, people look at as gospel when it was clearly easily proven. I mean, uh, misproven. So uh, yeah, no, I think Prime's gonna be great. I can't yeah. wait till he gets a big. I have a, an old neighbor that's a big Alabama fan. We still talking. I mean, he's you know been ticket holder forever. Went there. His dad actually um, coached a little bit there. Um, basketball program. He he walked on there as a um, basketball player. You know, didn't really play, but still walk on college basketball. And so he um he said that mainly. Uh, Saban was doing all that to like wake up their boost. Sure, it was like, trying hey, to trying you know, to fundraise. Now you can. Now it's legal. <laughs> we can we can do it now. But um, yeah, I think uh, so. What um, Ovi soon? Uh, I think uh, this week is Clemson Wake, right? Is it? I, I think it's. The, wait, is it, it's coming up soon. I can't wait. It's Clemson coming up Wake. really soon because I would. I can't wait till they hang forty on y'all again. Oh, it's come on now. First of all, <clears throat> Clemson's a losing situation. You're supposed to beat us, and so no, even, you're ranked this year again. Are we ranked you again? You got an amazing quarterback, Hartman, right? I mean, Hartman he's he's beast. he's back. He's just I'm so happy he's back. He's so good. I uh, mean, y'all y'all only let still, you only let Vanderbilt score about twenty on y'all, twenty one. We have one of the smallest schools, Division One. We have no business competing with Clemson. But you have a bunch of rich alumnus like yourself that could you know nil money, <laughs> right? Yeah, I wish I could play. Hey, y'all the title game. Clemson, year, Clemson's right? poor farmers, you yeah. know. I mean, no, you know? Clemson, y'all got that that booster booster money. So it's it's gonna be interesting. I I, I unfortunately never beat Clemson for State when I was playing. Now I, I I beat the linebackers, but as far as the whole game. It was just an environment to where a lot of the Wake Forest guys were overwhelmed, being you know, oh. oh, oh what is it like in an NFL locker room with like alma maters? Do people get pretty serious during game week? Like the the question Josh just asked you, when it's your team versus yeah. Clemson or whoever, like is there? I mean, you, you always see the you you always see the bets in the wear a jersey. Yeah. But is, is there legitimacy to all that? Absolutely, these guys um, are competitive uh, across the board. So with their colleges. It stays competitive as well. So they're talking trash, and they are putting out so much money on the airplane in the locker room for games. And my little fullback salary was not betting on Wake for anything. I was just <laughs> right. like, uh-uh. "All right, you're like, oh, no, come on, man, Wake's playing Florida State." I was like, "And they will have a great time playing Florida State." I'm not getting involved in that. Good, no, come on, man, just put like, put like, you know, a couple, couple thousand dollars, a couple thousand dollars on Wake. All right, how about this? If you win, I'll give you five thousand. If I win, I get one thousand. I think again, Wake versus Florida State. Nah, Peter Bowler, I'm not doing that. You know, it, you know, it was something to where it was, um, it was fun to root for Wake and to see him compete. But it, it 
think it was like one year I was playing ball where they went to the Orange Bowl that Wake was like really, really good. But besides that, it was a uh, tough sledding for Didn't him. you um, you used to play against Julius Peppers, right? Yeah. The same time he, he followed was? me. Uh, I, I played against him at UNC, both in the ACC. Then he came to the Carolina Panthers. And I had to go against him from Falcons to Carolina for a couple of years. And he was like just a, a load. Like like him, who else? Uh, Michael Strahan. Like, I, I you had to block who was the one guy? Who was the one guy cross line of scrimmage? You were like, oh god, this yeah, you, be did, a you never wanted to face. There were several. Uh, uh, Keo Spikes um, had one of the hardest heads, and just like his his shoulder pads were made of steel, and didn't matter what angle I took him at, it was just pain everywhere. Uh, Kendall Bell, Al Wilson, Georgia Jeremiah guy? Trotter, all these guys. I, I love the smaller uh, linebackers. Like I love Jonathan Vilma. He thought he was big and bad and tough, but he was a great defender uh, as a linebacker. When it comes to ISO, every time I crumpled him. Just, just, just crumpled him up. Well, you had the other one against right across from you in practice, the one you never probably wanted to face ever. Ray, oh, Ray Lewis. Oh, that, that, uh, well, luckily, Ray was getting uh, into his elder years to where he was still Ray. Like, Don't, don't uh, test him on that. He could still bang and still hit, but he wasn't as ferocious to where – it's pointless to even try. Right. You're, you're not going to win an ISO block against Ray. Now, after a year of you going up against, you know, the Julius Peppers of the world, the Kendrell Bells, the KO Spikes, Jamal Lewis, Michael Turner, they better be getting you some gifts, man. I mean, they you better, better show you some appreciation. Freaking, well, I had to like, yell at these guys. Uh, now, Jamal, I was younger. I didn't have that much clout. But when I got my, uh, my big salary and I, I became, like, the highest-paid fullback in NFL history in Atlanta – and I was walking around like, nice you know, King, King, <laughs> King Kong. Um, I told Michael, because I, I was doing well, but, you know, I was making $3 million a year, but Mike was making like six or seven or eight. I was like, Mike, I shouldn't pay for no food when we go out. In fact, I need a flat screen. I need this. I need that. He's like, man, you rich too. Get out of here. I was like, <laughs> you rich. I'm as rich as you. You need to pay for more stuff. You know, well, what he did do is that he had a um, – uh, an AirTran deal, and so he let me borrow his AirTran deal whenever he wanted. So that, that helped. I saved me money on um, on flights. But uh, but nah, I, t- I told Jamal, hey Jamal, you gotta give me some some of that money you make. He's like, listen here, you lucky to be on the field with me. Yeah, stop. I was like, okay, you're right. I was, I was still you know proving myself. Now and Matt Ryan was making a different level of money. He, yes. he, is he picking up tabs and all y'all going to his dinner? His rookie year, he did, and it was funny because um, his rookie year, he's you know little baby, squeaky voice, and I was my in my sixth year, a wily old vet, and he took the whole offensive line. We first came in uh, out to dinner, and he bought us all flat screens. It was. It was uh, I mean, you got one too. Yeah, I'm an line. offensive lineman. That, that, that's back like, when <laughs> flat screens were expensive. Yes, too. yes, yeah, they were. They're heavier and they were yeah. expensive, so. In like 2008, he bought us all one. So I, I appreciated that. But I was like, more, more gifts. You, you got so much money. Give me more gifts. So either of y'all can answer this question. Matt Ryan's legacy in Atlanta just kind of ended. It was very so strange. Bad. I mean, I, I it you know, uh, you know, just what do y- what do y'all think? I mean, Josh, what do you think? You know, I, I the, there was talk of them trading him, and then just something like it just happened. And I mean, I think when he, I think when he retires, maybe he'll do the one day thing, or they'll give him the proper send off. Yeah. They should have. He retired cold. But then again, <clears throat> maybe they should give him the option to retire here and play out here. But maybe they think he has more football than. I mean, well, they didn't even draft anybody. I mean, they drafted. Well, they, well no, they, they, draft, the they drafted Ritter. Ritter. But like I said, they didn't really draft anybody. No, but no, they. Nah. No, no, that guy's pretty. Um, I mean, they took him like third round. So it was I mean, Roger, yeah, yeah. But 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 here's the thing. Um, like you said, you know, somebody told me this analogy, and it seemed true for Matt Ryan, and this isn't me. Um, it's actually um, 
Mike Rabhan, um, he said that Matt Ryan just seemed to get 10% worse every year. Not like he'd fall off a cliff, but he'd just get a little bit Progressively, he's got Progressively, older. but he's getting older, you know. I mean, he's been in the league a long time. Obviously, he's good enough because he's still in there and he's starting for an NFL team and he's running, you know. Uh, I mean, the Colts. I mean, they're, they're, you know, that's not like some team that's rebuilding. That's a team that's, you know, considered a contender. And so, but, but I mean, I'm not a Falcon fan, but I definitely think it was it was kind of quick, you know, and it kind of like they, maybe they didn't pay enough homage to him of they what did. he did. It was, this. I mean, he yeah. took him to the Super Bowl. You know, he won MVP that year, right? Yeah, he won the Super Bowl. That's yeah, a whole other discussion for Yeah, yeah, You played with a guy like, like, I look, did. like, like, what do you, how do you, how do you wrap your head around kind of his career and then how it ended? Josh, I don't allow Matt Ryan blasphemy because the man was too good and did too much for this city, this franchise, you know, uh, this organization, and to get so much shit for being the best quarterback we've ever had, and that's very well knowing that Michael Vick was an amazing quarterback, it's insane. I was there. No offensive line. Uh, uh, only for a couple years when we were there, we had Claybo, Harvey Dahl, Sam Baker, uh, Todd McClure, down the ring of honor. But after I left, no offensive line, one of the most sacked quarterbacks. Look the stats up. The worst defense every year, and the year we went to the Super Bowl, our defense was just average. And they were below average. They were close to being average. That's why we allowed it because Matt Ryan's carried the whole team. So I was happy when he got traded to the Colts because they. I meet fans. We got to get rid of Matt Ryan. We got to get rid of Matt Ryan. I understand the fact that all our money was tied into uh, one guy when we needed a a Russell Wilson situation. We needed somebody who was uh, cheap, who was good, who we could allow to surprise everyone and then build around the defense. But he wasn't the problem. Yeah, I agree with you. And I'm not saying that just because you're bigger than me. No. <laughs> I, I do agree with you that, that he was not the problem. No. You know, the quarterback, it's always easy for him to be the scapegoat. Oh, yeah. And he's, the, he's you know, the lightning rod. But um, we had a whole lot other deficiencies that he was covering up. A lot. Now, I will say this. I will say this, that it did get, in the last year or two, a little redundant to watch kind of the same thing Gosh. happen. Yeah. I don't know if that was a function of just the offense or whatever it is, but I do think that – Arthur uh, Smith, the new coach, I think he's a pretty good coach. I think that the he Falcons is. are in a spot to get better. It's going to take a minute um, to get where the Washington football team is. Um, <laughs> you know, but I, I, do think, I do think that moving on from Matt Ryan, give him a chance to go be successful somewhere else was yeah. good, good for him. Because the Falcons weren't going to do We aren't going to uh, – I mean, with him and with his salary – Nothing was going to happen except for we were going to be uh, average, below average, above average, average, below average, well, average. At least they traded him to a contender, though, you know? Yeah. I mean, at least they did yeah. it right by that. And I, I'm glad they did that, even though they tied their first game. But, uh, you know, it's funny. You talk about the uh, the Washington football team, whatever we are. You know, funny thing is, is there's only one thing that that Washington fans and Dallas fans have in common. They both want a new owner. <laughs> That's about it. It's, I can see two worst owners. One's delusional. And, you know, one is just, you know, um, grabbing everybody. And well, Jerry Jones is just so damn involved. Ah, he right? is. He and, is. And, and, and Snyder is just, you don't know what you're going to get with him. Yeah, my brother actually hung out with, um, I'll tell you this later, but he hung out with uh, Jerry Jones one night, whole night. Really? In his plane and everything. So really? He said he, by far, he is the nicest guy you've ever met in your life. He yeah. is just a simple, you know, guy that came up with nothing and worked hard and made his money. That's cool. That's cool. And just was so nice to everybody. And treated them. He was put it this way: they were in his plane, and he was pouring drinks for everybody, and made sure everybody got home, paid for their transportation, 
and made sure everybody got home safely. And when it was time for them to leave, they just, you know, they had to touch down in Charleston because of weather issues, and they stayed for, you know, four or five. Yeah, I've, and I, I feel, as a Falcons fan, I feel fortunate to have Blank as the owner. Um, Such a good guy, too. Good yeah, guy. He, you know, he seems like he's he's in it. And I mean, he, but he also, you know, I mean, what he does for the community with his money and stuff like that and not, you know, just. Right. So, Ovi, what do the Falcons got to do to get where they need to get to? Um, Your GM for the day. What yo, you got to do? It's, it's easy. And I saw some flashes of that. Uh, Grady Jarrett is so good to be so small because I'm, I'm more of a uh, I want to see it physical guy. And I'm like, Grady Jarrett's good, but, you know, we need somebody who's bigger physically. We, we don't. Uh, Grady is not the biggest defensive tackle, but plays like the biggest defensive tackle out there, too. We two sacks yesterday, but we, we need help. And uh, Ebby Katie, uh, we got a new uh, you know, fellow African defensive end. He showed promise. Got, got, we need to pressure these quarterbacks. I don't care uh, how good our DBs are. They can't cover forever. And so getting some defensive pressure, getting like a, just a stud rusher, would help us in a big way. And God, um, we've tried. We sure have drafted. We have. We've, we've attempted. And we need a stud running back. Like, Todd Gurley wasn't it. And, and not since Michael Turner has, you know, our quarterback been able to just relax and just pick out where he wanted to throw. And if he wants to go off, then great. But we could win the game just running the ball. So Turner would have been great if he didn't have you as a fullback. Uh, he would have been great. No, so you don't that need, is you absolutely You're saying you don't need a fullback. No. You just, need, you just need a running back. We need a good fullback. But well, you no. know what? You know, a few years ago, you had a chance to draft Javante Williams. Mm. And instead, you traded the pick to Denver, and they drafted Javante Williams. Mm. Javante Williams, I mean, he's not – no there are very few fullbacks that we that I would say draft them third round, fourth round. Uh, it's almost like fullbacks have forgotten how to power block. They all position block and they're all getting cute with it. But to be that guy, hits you between the numbers and drive you and move someone, I haven't seen that. The position's changed, right? It has a lot. I mean, there's not many views running around anymore. No. They're, you they're know? Of, and I hate being the guy back in my day. I used to do – I hate being that guy. Never want to be that guy. But I'm, I'm that guy. Yeah. Back in my day, I actually block people – Pick them up, move them, watch NFL game. I know no one does this, but watch the fullback this Sunday, this Monday, or whatever, like next game, Thursday. Watch the fullback, see if he actually moves the guy off his spot or if he just walls him off. They don't Ovi, about um, your media career yeah. and, and transition to that, was that like something you did immediately after playing? Because as you can see, for me, I've got these um, – Three microphones out. This is me playing media because yeah. that's in my heart what I think that I would love to do. Uh-huh. You've done it. Talk about it. It was fun, man. It was fun. Um, not the first year. First year was excruciating because I uh, worked at night on the game and I'd had a radio show uh, between the tackles with Ovi, uh, Mahaley, Buck and Kincaid was 680 the fan. And uh, they had my own little theme song and everything. Um, Can you sing it for us? Ovi, Ovi, Mahaley. I called in once. Ovi, Mahaley. You did. You did. It was. It was fun. You know. Uh, I, I talk about the games and whatnot. So I had. Uh, I like to talk, and so it, it was an easy transition for me. But I didn't want a transition. I had just come off a of Pro Bowl. I was the best dang fullback in the NFC. I in in, in, the, uh, in the league, and I had a small little knee injury. I came back. I could still move, but. I was 32 years old, and I was making the most money of any fullback. I was making you know, a whopping $3 million a year, which is nothing now. Actually, funny fact, 2007, I was making $3 million a year. 2022, you know what the highest paid fullback's making? He's making uh, $5 million, and that's the uh, Niners fullback. The second highest paid fullback's making 3.1. Okay. 
So inflation hasn't helped. Has it caught the pullback? No, they they are, and they got a punishing job. It seems. Oh, they do, but uh, it sucks. But uh, to answer your question. Dang, what was your question? Uh, Just talk about the media. And oh, the media. Oh, no, I, I went to um, 99 The Game, and I was there with uh, Cordell Stewart, a couple other guys, and I was the Falcons correspondent. So imagine this. Not even like a year after. They cut me in minicamp around like May, June. And so two months later in August, uh, I'm back into the locker room interviewing my teammates and asking them, what are their plans for the season? <laughs> right, but and then all season, after they struggled to run the ball, they said, ask Michael Turner, so what do you think you can do, uh, change to make the running game uh, work for you? O-V. And, O-V. And, and O-V. I, I, I was like, fans want to know, Michael. Fans want to know, Michael. He was, like, he was just laughing. He was like, I can't answer this. I can't answer this truthfully. You're trying to get me in trouble. And their fullback, they drafted Brady Ewing, which was a, a joke. The guy got hurt in preseason twice. I'm not bitter. I'm fine. I'm, I'm not fine. Uh, but <laughs> then, they, then they got Mike Cox, and they got like Lusaka Polike. And the, the craziness of it, I was right there. I was staying in shape waiting for a call. And I think the Rams called me. I did four weeks there. They told me I was the best fullback, but they said, you're too expensive. Like uh, the, 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 the new CBA says we have to pay you a certain minimum and that's way more than this guy who's second-year fullback. And plus, we don't run the ball anyway. So anyways, uh, it was rough being ready to go and having to be in the media and talk about the game and the sport you love. Because you want to now, be out there doing it yourself. Yeah. And so, I bet you were there Sunday watching, but like, I, I want to be out there. You look like you no, could still be out no, there. Yeah, man, look I can be off as lineman right now. You, uh, you not, look not like fullback. you can be out there. They could use you. They could use so me when you watch, you watch the game, and we're wrapping up here in a minute, but when you watch the game, you're watching it through the lens of an old player – do you want to be out there? Miss the locker room, miss the environment, miss the four touchdowns. Like I'll do like four or five plays, score some touchdowns. Outside of that, I'm good. Outside of that, I'm I'm good, man. It's, it's it hurts. Like uh, you know, my body is the body of a 42 year old, but I feel like the body of like a 62 year old after not just 10 but 20 years of football, high school, college, pro. I'm good. Like I saw them, I was like, they are hitting hard. Ooh, that looks painful. Imagine question: Do you have any like reoccurring injuries? Like just stuff that just yeah. flares up. My, um, uh, MCL, ACL, PCL, right knee. Uh, so end of my career, I rehabbed it, and I was able to still play with the brace. But I feel it every day. Uh, I feel uh, slipped disc and herniated disc in my back. Uh, pain every day. Got neck pain if I look to the right and up. So like I've just gotten used to different pains in my body because it's not going anywhere. Uh, but like most players. I do it all over again. I would, do gonna, it, I would do it all over again. You're not going to attack us, are you? I, I might, you know. I, I, <laughs> you can have possible. the wings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can have you, the wings. You never know. <laughs> well, look, Obi, this is a pleasure to meet you. Been watching you for years on TV. Like I said, you you brought us the victories and years where we, we needed them. So great to meet you. Absolutely. You, my, my shirt, this is no disrespect to you. I've got a London sticker. From where? Why? The, why? So <laughs> my cousin, but let, me, let me back up for a minute. Sure. My, my, my grandfather was an original season ticket holder in 1966. Wow. And my dad and him and his brothers, they would go to every game at the old Fulton County Stadium. Wow. So so they're like my family is Die rolls pretty deep Falcons. Yeah. My cousin um, is very critical of the Falcons because he loves them so much. Which, you, know, oh, you, know, you know what I mean? Which one is that? Jared. Jared's yeah, Jared. As it should be. He loves them and it hurts him to his core. A lot of pain for him. Ever since the Super Bowl, he just Ooh, can't get over it. Okay? I, I feel him. And so he's starting this mission right now to move the Falcons to London. He wants. He's done with them. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. He he want, He wants to move him to London and be done with them. I think Jacksonville wants that instead. And, and so and so he was on the podcast last year when he when he brought this up. And so his whole thing now is the London Falcons, London Falcons, London Falcons. I said okay. I said I'll, I'll play along. I'll That's insane. There you go. 
Huh? Yeah, there you go. I mean, yeah. hey, man, hey, you got to get the word out somehow, right? Absolutely. Even though uh, I don't know if people can see you. They have video here? No, we'll take pictures. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. I was excited. No, just for our picture, but no disrespect, of course. Yes. Uh, anyway, man, I know you got you got planes to catch and things to do and, and keep doing all this awesome stuff. And uh, appreciate you stopping by with us. No Glad to see the two of you guys can catch up and reminisce over some oh, old times and some time. wings and some all that. All that. So um, anyway, man, we appreciate you coming today. And you, your, your podcast is called what? It's a Believe in Falcons. Believe in Falcons. B-L-E-A-V in Falcons. All right. Y'all listen to that. Josh, me and you want to talk about a few more things, right? All right. Oh. All right. Well, Josh, we had a good time talking with your boy, Ovi. You can see why y'all have been friends for so long. What a cool dude. He's a, he's a very nice guy. Very easily approachable. Just, I mean, just, I don't know, man. You, there's not too many Ovis out there. Yeah, he's just he's goofy, and he stays... You know who he is. He's but. a good dude. He uh, he had a flight to catch, and he got in some traffic on the way over here. And so we're like, dude, do the best you can, man. He's like, I can only stay here for so long. I'm like, hey, that's that's how it goes. So, But I, but you're here, and I want to keep talking about some of the stuff. Do you think Clemson makes the playoffs? We'll transition a little bit back. We'll, we'll finish up with this. Do you think they make the playoffs? I do. And the reason I do is it's it's uh, it's just what it is, what it is, competition. You know I mean? Like, they, they, they have um, – and, and, you know, people can, can – can, can make fun of Dabo and rah, rah, rah and what he does. The thing is, is, you know, they're putting guys in the NFL, and, and, and that could have been from Venables and Tony Elliott and stuff like that, but they train those guys underneath them so well that the next coordinator is ready to step up, and that's why they hired in-house, you know? Yeah, those I mean, guys. Dabo's built a machine, right, and people come through it, and uh, his track record speaks for itself. I think that they are one of the five or six maybe teams that can make it. Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Michigan, USC. I think that's probably the list. See, what we don't worry about, I don't worry about, is that, you know, SEC will take care of itself. That's the thing. They'll, they'll, they'll mess each other up. They'll trip each other up. Because on SEC, I mean, I would like to say on the ACC, I mean, ACC's got some teams this year. You got Nobody knows really how good Florida State is. They've played, you know, but they've shown some flashes. Um, Miami, you don't know. They've played some cupcake. Um, but but you know you do at the beginning of the season you know unless you, I mean look at Georgia though they they didn't know how good Oregon was going to be and they scheduled them they just you know we're going to do it and and um, then they had the defensive coordinator but they made that look like it was child's play thing is I think that the, the teams that'll make it this year I think Georgia will come out of there um, I think both them and Alabama will both come out of each side unscathed um, and they'll play each other but I still think it'll be like last year where whoever loses if they don't have a loss. How can you not take them? I agree. I you think just can't let them thing. play each other no matter what. They're It'll not going to play each other. Three. They'll, yeah. They'll do that no matter what. No matter what it is. Even if you had two undefeated teams. and you had, I mean, you know, and both had a loss. But How about the Washington football team? They make the playoffs this year. Yes or no? Oh, God. It's such a – injuries play such a big part in the NFL. It's a yes or no question. Every team deals with injuries. You know what? It's a yes or no. Well, now that Dallas is definitely not – um, I would say the Reds. Yeah, I say yeah. We so got. You, you see, good. like ten and seven. 11, like. I could see. I could see the best they could be. I would say is. I mean, somehow by you know grace of you know, God, um, twelve and five. Uh, but I could see strong. that would be. But I could see them also being. But you know, I could see them more realistically ten and seven, maybe eleven and six. But you know, you never know. I mean, they could. You know, I mean, look what happened to Dallas. It seems like their season just changed in a blink of an eye. I have a question for you, and this is kind of in the future, but for Georgia. Well, first of all, I know what you're going to say. Does Georgia win it all this year? Yes. Okay. And I think the same for Clemson. I think Clemson could. I'm not saying they definitely will, but, you know, I think they definitely could. Um, They should. 
Um, you know, the, the talent's there. Um, you just get the quarterback changed, but, you know, maybe DJ will turn around, like play like he did at uh, Notre Dame a few years ago. So you have a whole stockpile of quarterbacks. We have a stockpile of just talent, period. Yeah, but, but, but I'm interested in quarterbacks. So Vandergriff was supposed to be the guy. They obviously told Bennett to stay around because he said, I'm going to do what the coaches, you know, you know, think I should do. So he stayed. And so next year, right now I know Beck's been getting the backup snaps. So just say by some weird thing that Beck takes over as quarterback next year, you would think one of the other guys would leave, right? So I've been on record, actually on this podcast, saying that I think the next person to start at quarterback at Georgia is not currently on Georgia's roster. Really? Mm -hmm. Y'all, is Georgia actively recruiting more quarterbacks? I don't know. know. So you don't think any of those guys could do it? I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily think that or or know that, but I think that with the way the NIL works, I think there's a decent chance that Bennett is done this year. I think he's finally done this year, Um, and then the next Caleb Williams or whoever is going to be out there next year, Kirby will snatch up. I could be wrong. But that's to answer your question. I think that's what happens now. Scott, my, my, now, some of my friends love Stockton. They love Vandergrove. Beck hasn't really won anybody over. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of how I see it. Yeah. But Gunnar Stockton, five, you know, star. I mean, you know, I, I love the only thing I like about Gunnar Stockton is that he burned uh, South Carolina. You know, <laughs> Which, I got all these, all my fraternity brothers and all them. You know, hopefully they'll listen to this and you know, listen here. They haven't won in your lifetime. They're not winning in our lifetime. So you can think whatever you want, FMU Teaks. There is no way any Carolina fans listening, poke anybody. They are not going – it's just not going to happen. You know, I mean, Beamer is a good coach. Um, but, you know, I mean, look at what Arkansas did last week. I love you directing, you know, statements directly to people. That's awesome. All right, running out of time. Last thing, who is your Super Bowl champion prediction? You will uh, probably make fun of me. But um, I've seen it happen before, and this is my basis for it. Um, years ago, a guy bet on himself, and he was last year of his contract, and he took his team to Super Bowl and won it. And this guy, this year, the same team, I, I just think that, uh, you know, it's so up in the air, but I, I really think that he could turn in the playoffs. I think that I think the Ravens could do it all, win it all. And I really, and, and as, as a, as a Redskin commander, whatever, you know, fan I am, you know, obviously, like, you know, I'm not supposed to like them, but I, I, I root for that guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because thing is, look at Ovi. When sports are done, when they're done with you, they're done with you. I mean, they got rid of him after all he did. He, I mean, Michael Turner led the league in rushing. But, you know, another thing, I just think that they're good. They got the pieces. They're not rushing back. They're running back right now. They got some receivers they've drafted. I mean, God, how many years have they drafted receivers? That I've been, but... I just think that they, they know who they are. They don't try to be anything different, and they just stick to what they – in a good So you mentioned betting yourself. I mean, he 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 turned down, what, $250 million Reportedly, allegedly? I mean, we don't know. So I know. think that's a pretty good pick. Um, you know, everybody's going with the Bills. That's who, like that's yeah, like. I want to hear pick. you pick because I know you wouldn't pick the Bills. I think you would pick somebody differently because you're, you're actually – you know, because you don't always go with the obvious pick. So I don't like anybody this year. But you ha- but if you had to pick of course somebody. You ha- of, cor- of course. Yeah, of course. I, I want to hear this. So this is where I struggle because the Rams we saw last week that they're not they're not they're not going to repeat. It's too hard to. I love Stafford. They got their butts completely kicked by the Bills. The Bills are the odds on favorite. My son loves Josh Allen. I'm going with the Bills. I'm going with Josh Allen. Wow. All right. T- taking the front runner because uh, 
The Packers, I just don't I don't see the Packers. No, no, they got too many. I'm not going to take your Ravens pick because that's a good one. Um, and so yeah, I start looking down the list, and I think that I mean that's what the NFL is so good at. The parody is amazing. Yeah, and any team, can and it get could hot. be any, it could be anybody. The, you could tell me that the Redskins football team, whatever, they make a run. Look at the Bucks. And, and look at the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Brady's got another run in him, but yeah, you know, he could be Bruce wrong. I mean, he's proved so, everybody wrong before. But. Well, listen, dude, this is a great time. I appreciate you coming down here. Appreciate you setting this up. Um, with Ovi and some wings and the whole thing. So uh, thank you. We will, we will revisit our predictions in February for the NFL, in January for uh, football. Thank you so much, man. You were a great host, and uh, this is uh, uh, it's just uh, a nice little honor to yeah. to be invited on here. Always a good time. Love having you on here. Enjoyed the conversation. Good stuff, man. And uh, all y'all, thank y'all for listening. And uh, as always, until next time, keep chopping. 